The, the problem I've been finding just now is apps just not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, the the, the uh, Proton Mail bridge app, well, if you click on the red button, disappear into the background. Will it do it today? Well, it heck. Fortunately, everything goes. It doesn't hog the front of the screen all the time, so at least it disappears that way. But um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of unbeknown dodginess going yeah. on. I think I think Catalina is again. Um, well, I'm still on the uh, Yosemite. Oh blimey! Okay. No, Mojave, I think, isn't it? Mojave, Mojave. is it? Sorry, Mojave. Yeah. I'm still yeah. in Mojave. I don't touch um, Catalina. Yeah, don't. <laughs> there, there is no. I haven't found the, the the nice little feature to say yes, you should go for this. I think I will definitely move to Big Sur though. Yeah. I, I I'm I... gonna be, I'm gonna try something different with this. I'm gonna um see if I can rent a virtual machine like Mac Mini Colo and see if I can use Big Sur that way. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I, th- I thought about this the other day. It's like I can't afford to upgrade any of my systems. So can I rent a machine in the cloud? That's a Mac that will let me do reviewy stuff. Hmm. Yeah, lost. Well, you can rent like a, you know, like you've got a virtual PC residing. You can have a virtual PC on your computer. Mm-hmm. It's the same principle, but it's in the cloud. So, you know, like just like online oh, gaming right. where you connect to a gaming server and you play games, mm-hmm. it's exactly the same principle. So I'm thinking, can I get a server, you know, like a, a Mac where you can just literally remote into it by whatever method? Is, is, is it hardware you're talking about? Or are you talking about... Um... I mean, you, you, I mean the, the, the one way around it is to is to go down the um, leasing option for a, a computer. But you don't actually buy it outright. You can, you can take a contract for a year, yeah. two years. Uh, what was it I was looking at? Um, I was, think... you used to see alerts in the magazines about um, you know why buy when you can rent it. Oh God, yeah, back in back in the day, what I buy when you can rent like the whole leased car thing, which sounds good on paper until you see you can only do like five thousand miles before they start charging you thirty p a mile. But that link there that I just sent you, I think um, Daring Fireball had a promo link where um, you can literally rent a Mac and remote into it. Mm. Now, what I'm fine just now is if I bring my mouse, it could could be my my mouse is the problem, or the way I've got it connected up. Because um, my keyboard, my mouse is well, my mouse is plugged into my keyboard. My keyboard is plugged into my, my hub. The hub is plugged into the computer. Ah, which, well, the hub. The uh, hub. And, and the, the the bottom taskbar is unresponsive. It'll come up, but you can't get the wee you know the way it raises up and down like a, like a wave as you go along it. Um, and you can't get to certain apps unless you come out and back in again, and then that's. Hmm, that doesn't sound. Uh, I mean, how much um, how much magnification have you got on the dot to be for your wave? Maximum, but yeah, use that maximum. But at the moment, if I go down, if I put the cursor down, I get magnification, and then when I move along towards the other end, it does absolutely hee haw until I lift it out, put it back in, and it magnifies. Hmm. So maybe I should just put magnification off. It just works. It not. just works. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I'm starting to see if we're um, seeing the back end of Apple pushing all their focus onto the new OS, new OS and the new hardware. Mm-hmm. And we've sort of like seen where they've sort of gone, oh, you know what, maybe we shouldn't put too much effort into this old stuff because we've got all this new stuff coming out. 
I, I just think Apple's got too big for their own boots now. They've lost the the days of uh, being the the, the uh, outsider or the uh, the rebel. Well, that's um, what I said last week, and everyone disagreed with me. And I, I oh, was, I, I was agreeing with you. Listening to it, I was. I, I even sent you a message to say I agreed with you. Oh yeah, yeah of course, yeah. And, and you know what? And you know what the thing was is that after I did all that, I didn't realise that the next day it was nine years since Steve Jobs had passed, and I thought, oh, that was a bit spooky, but. And I, I just think Apple has lost its excitement, and it's become, um, it, it's become one. Tim, it's become Tim Cook's Apple, and it's very much. Um, there's a saying, sort of like, never let an accountant run a company. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's just a big conglomerate now. It's a, it's a huge company now. Mm. Yeah, you know, was it a trillion, trillion dollars? It is now. Yeah, it's, plus. It reminded me the other day, I was watching Linus Tech Tips and he had a Q&A special because one of his sub channels had reached a million viewers and they all looked bored. They all looked like, oh, yeah, OK, we've hit a million. And I'm going, are you? And the people were just lapping it up. And you, oh. Well, the, the, the last keynote, uh, as slick and polished as it was, had me thinking, this looks like a Pixar movie, the one Wally, where everybody's you know, bought into the the wonderful world of Apple and they're, uh, you know, we, we let us do everything for you and their heads are into the wee computers and you can't see what's outside around them. It's, yeah, and I, it's, it, the it's utopian lost its world fun. of Apple. It's generally lost its fun, whereas yeah. now it used to be like quirky and, you know, when I remember we've gone back to when, a time when Apple had all this gear and you thought, well, that's, you know, it used to become like a bit of a badge of honour to buy something Apple, to have something Apple-like. But now it's just sort of deemed as just being even more so just expensive stuff. And I, I do admit, I sort of agree with that in a lot of ways. Although, saying that, we did have our, um, when they did the iPhone 11, that was a bloody amazing price. Yeah, to come from like the, the we should save us for the show, actually. The, to come down from £1,000 from the iPhone 10 down to what was it you could get a newer faster bigger better shinier iphone for 400 quid less the next year no it wasn't the next year was it it went it went um are you talking about the uh, the the, um wasn't was it the iphone i'm sure it's the iphone 11 that was like literally yeah but they didn't go they went 10 yeah the the 10r which was the the 10r which was cheaper but the 10s so it wasn't it went down from like se but they thousands. Weren't, they weren't like a f- iPhone SE. Then it was like I think it was nine hundred the next year for the the 10s basic, and then like, but the the prices well, did, have been coming down. Get the, see, this is the thing. Did they actually get their own um, iPhone event? Did they go iPhone 10, and then the next year they went iPhone XR? Well, they they did the 10R. Was that the, was that the next year? I think you think of the SE. Yes. So, right, so when we had the, right, so we had the year that the iPhone 8 was released, and then the iPhone X was released. That was the 8. What was released the next year? Was the 10S, no, 10S and the 10R. XR. Yeah, but they didn't, yeah, but but those, okay, so let me rephrase it then. The iPhone 11 is the phone that had the biggest price drop that had an actual Apple event attached to it. No, no, iPhone, the iPhone Oh, ten, no, sorry, 10. iPhone 10 was the one that went over £1,000. Yeah, and the and iPhone that, 11, which was the next generation. It was still about 800 quid. Yeah. Upwards. And it was the XR that came in at 750 which is what I've got. That's but I got it for 300 That's a bloody bargain. I had a, a, a trade-in deal plus. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, they had a cut, cut price as well at that point. God bless um, the iPhone 8. The iPhone yeah. 8 was just doomed from the day it was released. Yeah, the, 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 the SE was the one that was a cheap one. It was like four or five hundred pounds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm on about in, in terms of Appleness, the mm. way that they managed to release a phone for a grand and then the next year, you know, they kept the, they kept the iPhone 10 range at about the thousand pound mark. Then the next year, the next big flagship uh, was considerably less. You know, it's about a third less. Well, they've been bringing the prices down. I think the, I suspect that the thousand pound, you know, thousand dollar, thousand pound mark just was well, too too <clears> much <throat> psychologically. It's too much for a lot of people. Oh yeah, that's why I'm sort of thinking about: Are they now going to go back up this year? Well, uh, there is uh, stuff out on on the web just now. Uh, supposedly leaked all the new phones and prices, so I've not looked at it purposely. Because I don't want to uh, get your hopes up. No, bef- <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know before the, the announcement. I want to see the announcement and see what the new bells and whistles are. But yeah. uh, I mean, you, you can certainly go and find out what the prices will be or likely um, to be. I think. I, I think. Well, likely to be. Yeah. I think. I think there's um there's going to be a small iPhone which will probably probably replace the uh, the the SE. Well, they've yeah. only just revamped the SE. I yeah. don't think. And the small. Again, the, should... Yeah, I know. The small Same one is the not that small. That's what we were talking about last week, wasn't it? It's... Was it a little bit five inches, that one? It was. Um, it's going to be 5.4 or something. The SE is mm. what? This is. 4, 4.5. I can't remember. Mm. Don't know. Well, the, the iPhone XR is 6.49 and the iPhone 11 is 7.29. Yeah. Oh God! It's... Apple's not Apple's not the only uh, companies that's falling foul of pricing. Um, I mean, look at the Google Pixels; they were ridiculously priced last last time round. This time round, they're, they're much cheaper. Yeah, and I, I think the, the whole market is sort of it's happy. It's happy enough with the five hundred pound range. I think people can swallow five hundred pounds. Mm. I think once you start knocking on a hundred, maybe two hundred quid for uh, a similar, yeah, not not for the geeks, not like us, but for similar people, like they think, well, I'm just paying for the Apple thing. And now, it, it, the thing you've got now is that we've got this whole other market, which is the foldables, which are twelve hundred quid. Well, if you're starting to spend like a grand on a standard phone, then you've got the money probably to spend, you know splash down another two, three hundred quid. I I know you know depending on circumstances to go for something completely wild and wacky and different and exciting. So it's going to be very interesting. I think mm. to see what Apple are going to come out with. Looking at the foldables, oh well. This is this might be an interesting um, keynote because I hope you're recording I, all this, Simon. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm recording it. Yeah, um, recording this it. could be this could be an interesting keynote because I I suspect we'll get a one more thing. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. Shall we start the show? I'll play us in. You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Welcome to the Essential Apple Podcast, your home for news, views, security stories, technology, and all sorts of other related chit-chat that catches our attention.
Hello everybody and as you heard we were rambling on and then we thought perhaps we ought to do a show and uh, so we're just going to carry on from where we left off. Um, there we go. We uh, go in, yeah, let's, let's go straight into the one more thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's completely counterintuitive to trying to get people to listen to the show but uh, <laughs> we were just having a bit of a discussion and, and Jim's, oh, Jim's come up with a thing uh, of... Yeah, I, I, I've, I get a feeling we'll we'll see something like a one more thing in this show because uh, all the competitors are bringing out foldable phones. Apple's got to be following suit with one of their own. Um, mm. So I suspect the top the top line phone will be a foldable. Mm, I'm not convinced of that. If I, I could see there being a one more thing and it being um, the first Apple Silicon Mac. Yeah, well, that that could also appear as well, but, um, but it also it could be the um, the mini. What's it called? The speaker thing. Oh, no, that's we'll we'll come to that in a second. I think mm. if there was going to be a um, a foldable, I think we would have heard something about it because you know what Apple are like for air quotes leaking things in their code, and I think if they were testing it and stuff like that, then yeah, we I... would have got we would have got something that that's I think... too big a. That's too a big a thing to them. not have had something in the in the code. The um, oh, what's the guy who digs in the code and finds stuff? Forget his oh, name now. Tim, uh, Steve Troughton. Yes. What's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Troughton Smith. That's him. That's him. Yeah. Um, I would like that, but the thing is, Apple Apple does it right at the point where I think the technology has become uh, mature. Because I mean, if, if you look at all the other things they've missed out on, when Samsung did the edge to edge, you know, screen curved around the sides, you know. Nothing, you know. Apple didn't do anything; they just carried on, and so did a lot of people. And what I what I am liking in the market is there's a lot of excitement and a lot of sort of new gadgety phones, but are also but they're interesting and they're almost usable. It's just a shame, and don't rip on me here. It's on the Android platform because you've got so many screens, so many devices, and I don't know what it's like to develop on them. Uh, and the, even Microsoft, they've got that little Surface Duo. I think that's a cracking little device. That is a combination of a nice size iPad, a phone you just about get away with. It's just a shame that once again, Microsoft have pushed out a product and it feels, and as every reviewer said, it feels rushed. It's too, it's too big for a phone. I think it's just about a right size for a trade-off. I think if you look at the size of the iPhone, well, the iPhone Pro Max or whatever size that is, it's only really a little bit wider than that. And I know, you know everything is that little bit more is, you know, sometimes the, uh, the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. But mm, if you see it in use, um, the, the Duo, it definitely looks too big. I mean, really, it looks ridiculous. I think I think what you really do is use a Bluetooth headphone for that uh, phone. Um, but th- we'll see. Having said that, having said that, when was the last time you saw somebody using their phone by holding it to their ear? Walk around the streets and and look at people using their well, phones, and they don't they don't do they? They have them on speaker and they're talking to them. Oh uh, yes, you yes, you've nailed it there. I was just trying to think, and the amount of time I've seen people, you know, walking down the road, and you know, it's like they've got the bottom of it held to their mouth, and then they've got the speakerphone ramped up so everyone can hear what the hell's going on. Yeah, or better still. They've got it attached to the ear, sticking it outwards. You know, the top of the phone where the speaker is is against the ear, and the body, the body, of the microphone is way off to right angles to their head. Yeah, <laughs> it's some weird way of carrying phones. Yep, I've seen all that. Yeah. 
Well, well I think that's be- that is because phones have got bigger and bigger, and yeah, and also phones, people have made the the speakers on the phones louder and louder because more more and more people don't hold the phone to their ear; they simply hold it in front of them and talk to it. Um, Especially one on the train. I noticed that one. They seem to think the train is the perfect idyllic situation to have a loud phone call where they're <laughs> screaming because obviously screaming at the phone uh, makes you louder on the other end. And the amount of phone calls they've gone, you're really, really quiet. I don't understand it. And I go, have you tried turning up your volume? Yeah, and then there's up. this pause. And then you hear, <laughs> you know, where they're pressing the button on the sign. And suddenly it works. There's a shocker. <laughs> so you don't so you don't think we'll see affordable of any kind well it's going to be like the z flip not um, from apple no not at the I, moment i think I we'd think have heard something don't you mark well, the galaxy. i think they're too invested with the ipad line as it is because if you if you look at microsoft they don't have a tablet really um google uh sorry samsung I believe have all but dropped out of the Android tablet market. I do need to go and check that, but I can't. I'm, I'm basing this all on the fact of, you know, what do I notice in the shops? What do I notice when I'm looking through articles, you know, looking through um, the interweb for news? And you don't see anything about them. And yes, okay, so all of my stuff is tailored to Apple, but I do go hunting for it. I think Apple is entrenched in their, their form factors uh, for now. Um, and, I'm, and I'm hoping that we do see more of these phones. They do start dropping down in price because the Samsung Fold, that looks a good little phone. The um, I think the LG Flip, where you know you have the screen that turns around, so you've got like a small um, keypad or small area at the bottom, and then you can sort of have it. Basically, it's a dual monitor phone on Axis. That is definitely the 3D TV of telephones. But it's good that we're seeing some innovation and some creativity in the world of you know in the world of gadgets that are pretty much almost affordable. Apart from the fact, if you buy one of these new devices, then the Samsung say they'll only support it for two years. That is true. Uh, let's have a look here. I've just gone to um, what we got here. PC Mag. Um, I did a search for uh, just Android tablet, and I've got the best Android tablets for 2020 by PC Mag. Uh, top picks. Um, big screen streaming at a low price. Amazon Fire HD 10 inch. Yeah. Um, best for large format e-reader. The Onyx Books Note 2. Never heard of it. Um, e-ink reader so that's not really a tablet is it uh best high-end android tablet samsung galaxy tab s4 um best for video and zoom amazon fire hd8 and best uh amazon fire alternative the lenovo tab 4 um okay so i so i stand a little bit corrected but i think that there is a difference between and this leads us nicely on to what jim was going to say in a minute that Apple aren't a mainstream uh, electrical company. Does that make sense? They're not a mainstream... um, Sorry, Samsung is like a mainstream uh, electronics company. You know, if if there's a way they can make money out of it, they will do something and release it. Whereas Apple aren't. Apple is not what I would call mainstream electronics, which is why, and this is a seamless segue, we can get onto the speaker. This little mini speaker that seems to have become the talking point of many, many rumours where allegedly we're going to get a HomePod for £100. I don't see that happening. I would say maybe 170 I would see knocking on the the 200 but not £100. Because yeah, I, I was going to say... It's just I, not an Apple 
if they if this rumoured HomePod Mini is a thing, I would expect to see it in the like you, Mark. I think 170, 190, something like that. Um, I mean, what's what's the what's the home the HomePod now? Three hundred and something still. Oh, uh, we're gonna Google it. Keep filling uh, Apple. I was gonna say, well, we'll just I'll just click on Apple and have a look. Um, yeah. I know the price of it. I know the price of it's been coming down. I've seen it. You know, I've seen offers. Um, yeah, there's been. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of semi hoping. But the thing is, the is it too little, too late? Because we've had the HomePod, and the problem is, it's still attached to Siri. And from all accounts, Siri is a bit dumb, really, compared to everything. And this is a little bit of Apple's own making because whereas we we all wanted the lights, we all wanted the plugs, we all wanted the gadgets, and yet when Apple came out and arguably, arguably they did sort of kickstart off the whole connected appliance thing and they wanted their own chips in there to make it all secure and it was just too expensive then apple and google come along and you can buy four lights for the price of one of apples mm. so i think they, they did sort of do themselves in a little bit there if they, if they do bring out a mini version of that um okay if it's cheaper it makes it more affordable, but at the end of the day, they're still limited to what uh, you know what they can do. Um, I mean, series is the only thing it's got. Uh, unless Apple's going to allow um, other means of you know like other other manufacturers' products to work with it, I don't know. I don't. I don't see it having a market. The HomePod is it's strange thing because it's not really a smart yeah. speaker. It's not in the same no, bracket not. as the Echo or the the Google Home, they pitched it more as a premium music device, but... But then if you think premium music device, you don't think Apple. It's not in their... Uh, it's, it's, hang on, there's a thing... Well, you, you think Sonus for one thing. Yeah, it's not in their, yeah. um, their core competency, as you, know, as you would think it would be. It just, you know, if you're going out, you, you have certain brands in, in mind. So it does make you wonder where this speaker... So, yeah, you, you said it um, perfectly. Where does it sit? You know, it's as a smart speaker, it seems a bit half arsed, I'll be honest, mm-hmm. because yeah. it doesn't even have the full range of, of Siri, does it? It the, What Siri on the HomePod can do is, unless they've changed it, it is because I don't follow it really, but it's it, as, as I recall, it was far more restricted in what Siri could do on the HomePod than it, what it can do on your phone or even your Mac know, if you can. <laughs> But even if even if they do bring the price, okay, they bring it. Say they bring out a mini and they bring the price down to a more affordable level. Uh, there's two things against it. One is the price in comparison to the competition, and two is the fact that Siri can't do what Google. Uh, what is it again? Uh, uh, the Alexa and all the rest of it. I mean, was it fifty quid for a? Dot or whatever it is well, it's called. Well, you get an Echo Dot for, I mean, Amazon Prime quid, is coming quid. up. And by the yeah. way, use our affiliate link because then we get a bit of a kickback. I mean, I've got a, you know, I've got a, an Apple Dot, uh, sorry, an Echo Dot. It was about 24 quid. I'm, and it's become quite, it's become really, really handy. It's just, it's just the little things. Like, it's easier to say, a lady than, hey, what's her name? Just by a few seconds. But if you're doing it 
um, day in, day out, day in, day out, it all adds up and it just seems more responsive. There's more you can do with it. Um, we could do multiple times now, but yeah, you are right. It's and see, this is the thing that's how they penetrated the market by making a product accessible to all. Whereas Apple, again, the completely opposite, where they make prices, they make products for, I would almost argue, exclusivity. I mean, we've got here all new Echo fourth gen with premium sound, smart home hub with Alexa uh 90 quid which is a, like a globe um we've got the dot um i mean the dot is great because it, it's an easy present if you want to you know if you're not sure what to get someone or to get your kids or something like it's just a, it's such an easy buy i mean its list price here is um 30 quid at the minute but don't forget amazon prime next week I mean, next amazon week prime is coming. so uh, um, and i still got oh, no, it's not sorry no it's not or is it i can't remember i still go back to the other bit why is it so cheap what's the oh, catch <laughs> well because it's there to sell you stuff it's there to sell you things you know amazon music um you get some amazon music free on amazon prime but it's like that yeah. uh, it's like amazon you know uh prime video um, which I use all the time. You get you get you get a fair amount of stuff available with your Prime subscription. But as you scroll through your you know TV listing or what available on Amazon Prime Video, there's always oh available to buy or rent. You know oh yeah. Uh, yeah. specialist channels. You know uh, or you know horror channel or watch films from the horror channel for just two pounds each and so on it it's um you don't get everything for free with prime and if you listen to prime music which you know included for nothing in your or you know as part of your prime subscription you say i don't know if you say uh you know hey a lady play me some acdc it will say acdc is only available with the premium music subscription which is just x amount a month you know would you like me to sign you up um they gather all the stats then don't they so they get all the stats about habits and what you're listening to and when you're listening to it and it's all data um mm-hmm. so but to go back to the, the the mini again um we still don't we still do seem to have um an idea you know why would you buy one I, w- I wanted to buy one just purely because it was an Apple product and I did genuinely want the speaker. But then I thought it doesn't, it misses the one thing. This is the bit I always get to be like, I've got an Apple TV and I've got a TV. Then we all know in general, TV speakers absolutely suck. Mm-hmm. So surely you've got all the gubbins in there that if I'm watching something on Apple TV, I can have, you know, the the speaker acting as a speaker for the TV. Yeah. Or maybe there's a, a good reason why, okay, yes, it would only be mono, uh, but then you've just you just have better sound. Well it's not really it is, mono, it is, a weird is it? Because it, it's got that, you know, room filling, beam forming, X number of, you know, seven tweeters and four space codes. Oh, it's a good product, but that's the thing. It's a good product that is surrounded by products that are almost as good, but at a better price point. And if you don't mind sacrificing a bit of sound, you get a bit more functionality out of it. 
I mean, I've got a Sonos Play One, the one of the first models, and I absolutely love the sound out of it. And I've just worked out how to get it to work with my um, A Lady. But I, I just wish uh, there's part of me. Think, I just wish it was tied into the Apple ecosystem. The only reason I haven't gone for the Apple, the Amazon speaker, is that if I'm going to go up a level to get a speaker, I kind of want a bit better sound than what I'm getting from the Amazon or the Google one. But apparently, the new ones have improved the sound. Well, that's what I just said. See, the, this new one, there's an all-new Echo fourth generation with premium sound, which is 90 quid, or there's the all-new um, Echo Dot fourth generation, which is 50 quid, or you can have the third gen, the like the round hockey puck one, for just 30 quid. So, and again, uh, and, and all of this is something that Apple doesn't get into the market of doing. I mean, it, has there ever been a product they've released that has gone straight into a general playing field, if that makes sense? Because when they released the iPod, that stood out on its own or tried. The phones, no. Cables, no. Headphones, no. It's, I, I would like to know where this, this, where this has come from. It just seems to be somebody, you know, it's like Gene Munster and the Apple TV all over again. It's like, if Apple don't release a speaker, they're doomed. Mm. <laughs> the other uh, the other thing, which is, may or may not be related to this, did you um, see um, in the week that Apple have dropped all third-party audio products? Yes. From their yeah, shops? Yeah. Um, so Bose and um, all the others that they were carrying they've dropped um now i don't know how how much you know companies like bose actually made by being in the apple store but apple apparently have dropped them and now they've got you know they've got beats and they've got airpods and they've got homepod and that's it there could be another reason for that because if you've clue it depends on what deals they have with these headphone suppliers did they buy the stock up front or were they getting paid to have them in the shop were was it some agreement like that where they were selling the marketing or was it costing them any money to have those products in their shop and and if any of those are yes then of course i could just ditch them and save themselves a bit of money and put you know more you know other things up there the other thing you can look at is um I, there's either a new product coming out or products coming out that uh, Apple will have to compete against these things, or it's simply down to the fact that uh, with all the stores being closed, there's no point in having these these products in stock. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, let's I mean let's let's take that. I mean, so what else did they say that was my maybe coming out? Uh, apparently, AirTags that have been rumored for about a year. I believe, or possibly more. Uh, we've got John Prosser saying they've been put back, which is hmm, that I find a bit weird because surely AirTags at the right price, which let's face it, never happens with an Apple product, would be <laughs> an ideal Christmas present. You know, mm. to have something like that in a laptop. Um, well, I'm trying to find it now. There was a rumor about new headphones. Has anyone got the information for that? Um... I saw a thing, I haven't linked it, and I don't have it to hand, but there was a, I think it was on Cult of Mac, um, they showed, um, you know, an alleged image of these, uh, but they're going to be called AirPod Studio, I believe, um, and the rumour is that the, the image they had was metal and leather product, which I think Prosser is claiming is going to be £500, and that there will then be a lower-priced version in not-such-premium materials, 
um, i.e. plastic, I'm guessing, which, uh, you know, are supposedly going to retail for about 350 But if you want my honest opinion, uh, <laughs> they'd have to be bloody amazing. Well, yeah, I've just found it now. AirPod Studio, uh, again from John Prosser. The renders I shared last month seem to be the luxury variant made of leather metal. I've been told they'll retail for five nine nine. There will Ooh. be another sport-like variant made cheaper for three fifty. They will not be at the October event. Now, I've watched a few YouTube videos, and again, it's not. It just doesn't seem like an Apple market. And well, let's face it, they could do something special. But the thing is, when you've got a set of headphones, and if you're an audio engineer, if you're a sound processor uh, engineer, and all that sort of stuff, I'm gonna guess you've paid a significant investment, and you've probably made investment in different types of headphones for different things so this one just seems weird well I mean, considering they've already people... got the beats brand which are let's face it not cheap no at any you know stretch of the imagination um but yeah what what's it going to offer you know what's it going to offer you um that's well, worth it seems a bit like 600 quid. themselves well, and it's not only that. If you, if you look at the people that are going to buy headphones, they are the gamers, the streamers, and all those sort of things. And that market is, I'm not going to say sewn up, because I know what happened then. They'll do something amazing, and I'll have to eat humble bloody pie yet again. <laughs> just it's you know, at what point where would these where would these headphones fit in unless they're going you know for the, okay yes they're going to go for the professionals but again this just seems to be another. I can't but, place it. I just there's something they're up to, and maybe maybe they won't see it. But because we've but, just had AirPods Pro, which are pretty decent with spatial awareness, then they seem to be sort of. I, I don't know. It's very confusing. But it also seems a bit strange that they're competing against themselves. You know, they're, if they're going to be bringing out high-end um, Apple headphones, and you know, they're competing against their own Beats brand, which are reasonably high-end. Some of the products I they make. I think the Beats brand. The thing is. You know, Apple paid a lot of money to buy Beats, like an obscene amount of money, really. Mm -hmm. Um, And everybody was like, why would you pay that much money to buy a headphone company? But I think everybody over time realised that they were not really actually all that interested in the headphones. That wasn't why they bought Beats. They Mm. bought Beats to get all those music industry and people some who, yeah. and you know some technology that goes into it as well what's it yeah there's some of that but i think mostly they bought it for the people was it jimmy iovine is it is he you know and mm-hmm. yeah various music execs who were involved with it um and that you know in fairly short order led to apple music um i don't think they really give a monkeys about beats headphones as a as a brand um well, maybe just, I mean, let's look at this from a different point of view. Apple are now the Tim Cook Apple, and they release products for services. So are we going to see like an Apple Music Premium, maybe? Like higher, bit, like almost like a Tidal? Because every product they have ties into a service. So I'm wondering if there's something coming down the line there. Because I mean, if you look at it, I, I, I'm struggling to see a market where if you, you where for the Apple consumer, the general geeks like us, you're going to spend 700 quid on an iPhone and then for $200 less, you can buy a set of headphones. Mm. Now, I would have, in a heartbeat, the AirPods Pro because I love my AirPods. I, I actually get all crotchety when one of the battery dies or something like that. They, you know, That's a lot of money for an average sounding headset, but for the value it gives me. But I don't know, it, there's, as I said, Apple only release stuff now 
that will sell a service. So it's yeah. I don't know. I mean, the whole that whole thing just seems very weird. I mean, the HomePod was a weird product. Um, a HomePod Mini uh, would sort of follow Apple's playbook of something that's not maybe making as much penetration as they'd like. So, a way to bring the price down without actually cutting the price of their product because that's not something they like to do. No, um, they, they like to release a new product and keep it at the same price rather than do any price reductions. Mm. So I, 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 just, then, I just don't get it. I really don't. Um, and yeah, Like you, I'm not going to poo-poo it because we all know Apple can come out and do something unexpected and blow us all away. But 600 quid for a set of headphones, I mean... That just seems... Don't get me wrong. There are people that will pay 600 quid for a set of headphones all day long. Uh, but it just seems to be the polar opposite then of what Apple are we dealing with here? Are we? Is it like the Apple of old that are going to keep the prices up and keep exclusivity? And then on the other hand, we're going to get a cheap speaker. It, they're just, you know, maybe, you know, obviously there's a lot of rumour mills going on here. I mean, I mean look, at the, look at the iPhone 12. We're going to have an iPhone 12 mini, an iPhone 12, an iPhone 12 Pro, and an iPhone 12 Pro Max. And a, and a, and a 12 Plus or something. Allegedly. Isn't this going back to... <laughs> yeah. Isn't this just going back to being a little bit too scattered? Well, that, I mean, that yeah. starts to drift, in my mind, it starts to drift into the the dark period um, before Steve, you know, returned, Messiah-like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where they had all these different ranges. There was the Quadra range and the Performer range and the Pro range. And the, and then there were all these different models with different, you know, designations. And how did you tell, you know, what was the difference between a Performer 6320 and a Quadra 700? You know, it became no, I will a say, nightmare. Yeah, to follow up on that point, if you can buy these phones and they, what was it? I think, was it the 11? I seem to, I can't, my memory's shot that I'm actually sober. That's probably why. If they release these phones and it's pretty much a question of they're all, let's, the way this would work is that if they all have the same processor, they more or less have the same um, screen. They more or less have the same camera. You know, like let's say the 12 mini 12 and the 12 pro have more or less the same stats and it literally just becomes what size is best for my pocket you know i don't you know like goldilocks and the free bears too hot too you know too big too small just right then i think they could get away with this i think if the specs start to stray a little bit too much it would be like going into a shop saying well what's the difference between this phone and this phone and then working it out so i think as long as they keep everything more or less the same and it's a size thing then i don't think I it's going to be a size be... thing though is it because why would you label one of them pro what is going to be more pro about it now the rumors oh, say that camera the pro is going to have the lidar camera on it um has anyone seen any apps for lidar by the way i think i've found one no but then i don't have a lidar camera so why would i care <laughs> Yeah. The, the, the problem with the smaller phones is um, what you can get inside them. So um, it's not going to offer the same power and performance as the the, the largest phone, I would think. Um, and this mini, this iPhone mini. mini, again, strikes me as an odd product because it's. Yeah, it's going to be compromised you know, somewhere with it. 
the SE. Well, it, it's, I mean, it's, yeah. The SE is a very small phone, but it's one hell of a package. Um, then they're talking about, uh, people are saying 5.4 inches, I think, for this mini. So it's bigger than the SE, but smaller than a, you know, a 12, 11, 12 sized phone. Um, yeah, and, and, and doesn't that sort of, yeah, what does that do to the iPhone SE? And by the way, I've used um, a 2020 iPhone SE just yesterday, and it's very weird going from a 10 to a 7. Only, I, I love the form factor. It's such a nice form factor, but it was a screen. Just seeing the, you know, the the two, um, the, the top and the bottom end was, it was, um, what's, I can't think of the word. It was, it's quite a shock, actually. You go, oh, yeah, phones did used to be. Like yeah, phones used to be. I remember when phones were like that. Yeah, and it's fast and it's really nice and it's so responsive. I mean, obviously it's a new phone, but even the screen, it it just felt like such a good phone. And if only that screen was a bit bigger towards the top, I would be. Well, very, then very may, maybe that's maybe that's where they're pitching the this mini because you know the SE is very much aimed at people who want you know an iPhone five sized phone isn't it? You know, the older style sort of five inch pocket phone and phones have got, you know, phones have got bigger and bigger. They keep getting bigger. And it reminds me back in the day when there was a skit where people were going out with an iPad mini and saying, this is going to be Apple's next phone and it's going to be their phablet phone. And (laughs) and I I know that Look, at at the time people thought that was hilarious and outrageous. But now we're talking about phones that are pushing seven inches. The the SE might be the the basic model phone, you know, the entry level phone for for, uh, Apple. And then you have the 12 mini, which will come with a full screen rather than the finger sensor. Uh, if it has a finger sensor, it might be like the, the new iPad Air with the button uh, at the top, the yep. button with the. So yep. it, might, it might come with that. Um, and then as you go up the range, you get the um, face ID and all this sort of thing. So you might you might find a smaller one um, has yeah. some compromises, but, but it, it just, makes it a bit more pro than the, the SE. You know, it, like Mark says, it starts. You know, when you start talking about having a range of six phones, you're definitely drifting mm-hmm. away from the sort of quad quadrant. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. it's sort of consumer and pro, and maybe too many options. Yeah, you know, it all starts yeah. to get mm-hmm. very. It gets messy and. And if it's not a pro version, it'll, you know, it has to be cheap enough to, to sell. Um, yeah, I mean, be, I, yeah, it, I don't know if they Yeah, what is pro? What is pro on a phone? I mean... I think, yeah, I think mm-hmm. what pro will be, I think you'll have the... If they have the, the Mini and the 12, I think that'll be the A14 chip. And I think the pros will get the Bionic chip. The pro normal, as we'll call it, will have the an extra camera and maybe LiDAR. And I think the 12 Pro Max will just be balls to the wall for geekdom for you yeah. know image processing <clears throat> depth. Maybe that will be the one that will have the fabled 120 um, hertz refresh. But if they save that for the Pro Max, it makes the Pro look a bit stupid because you can get 120 hertz refresh on a device that will be unbearably cheaper. The, the, the pros are, to me, the pros will obviously be the, the, the photographer, videographer, 
uh, phone with the higher higher quality you know, display and lidar. Um, so it does all the singing and dancing, whereas the non-pro versions will they'll maybe get an extra couple of camera lenses. Uh, and yes, and I've worked the it out as well. Pure screen. Yeah. What the 12 Pro and the 12 Pro Max will have. Uh, 128 gig, whereas the mm. other devices will start at 64. Probably find there'll be new, new, new type of uh, displays as well in the pros compared to you know, the the standard versions. Because we're not talking about these micro LEDs or mini, you know, the, the new screens that we're, that we're going to be bringing out. I, I, I'm looking. My Canon M50 is looking at me as if to say, "You better not sell me. I've <laughs> served you well. And if you replace me with a phone, it, it's it's actually staring at me. I can feel its lens blazing into my soul." What, um, <laughs> okay, what what about MagSafe then? Now, there, this is you know we've all this is interesting in so much as because you know Apple are getting pressure to remove the Lightning connector to go with USB C. They've already started doing USB C. How do how do, I, I suppose this would be a good way to say yes, we make USB C cables, but we've kept them proprietary because we've got MagSafe on it. And I, I could see Apple putting MagSafe back onto things purely as a spreadsheet exercise to see how many repairs they have to do under Apple Care that are related to um, chargers getting wobbly and breaking. Mm, interesting. I read a piece earlier in the week suggesting the MagSafe brand might come back. Um, but Apple, you know, we talked, um, I mentioned it some time ago, there were rumours of um, the iPhone having a ring of magnets in the back. Do you remember that, Vaguely. Jim? Vaguely. Well, the, the, the story Vaguely, is yeah. that there's a kind of magnifying glass-shaped array array of magnets in the, in the mm. back. And uh, this rumour was that um, Apple are going to bring out... Um, it will be a you know a, a induction charger, um, and it will snap onto the back on this ring on this lollipop shaped array of magnets. So like a chi charger, but you don't just put it down. The like the the way the Apple uh, Watch connector you know magnetically attaches to the back of your watch, but this will not only just attach, but it will align itself because the magnets are in a particular shape. Now, yeah, this is the only a hit in the past. You've got to have it right on, yeah. otherwise it won't charge. Yeah. So the idea there would, you know, what they're suggesting is that maybe they're going to have a MagSafe charger. So no, mm-hmm. you know, not charging through Lightning or USB-C, but with an induction charger that magnetically attaches to the back of the um, to the back of the phone. And if that's true, that would be. A... Yeah, that, that's a trickle down from the uh, iPad stand, isn't it? Possibly, but it's also you could also see third-party manu, uh, you know, accessory manufacturers going wild for that. Because think what things you could attach to your phone if it's got a, 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 an array of magnets in it. RGB all the way. <laughs> there we go. I mean, I said RGB all the way, and then a transparent case full of LEDs that uses reverse charging to power it that my friend that's the future <laughs> oh dear or I mean, that's be... something that hasn't been talked about has it reverse charging will they adopt reverse charging or will I, that yeah i, I, I think they will because it'll allow you to charge your watch on it mm. that would be handy that'd be very handy especially as my iphone 10 now god bless its little socks is the battery is starting to uh, to struggle um and I think the other bit of the other bit of news that sort of caught my eye around this is the 5G thing. Now, 
very quick question to you two guys. Do you ever use 4G? I do. I have 4G all the time. I use 4G. I also find that some places you can't even get 2G, let alone 4G. Uh... I must admit, it's a long time since I went anywhere and I got the 2G. Um, I, I pass your I, area regularly has no 2G. It's, it's back to the, the old-fashioned. I, um, I, I have occasionally been places where I've noticed I'm on 3G, but... Mm. Um, See, I, I'm the opposite. I keep my 3G. I, I just, because I'm such a, I'm so paranoid about my battery life, it's very rare that I'll engage 4G. I have got a mobile hotspot that I, you know, um, that Yeah, but you, you live 4G. out in the, in the, you know, on the bloody yes, wildest yes, yes. promontory in the middle of nowhere, Mark. No wonder I, there's I hardly up... any 4G. <laughs> you live I in a national a park, for God's sake. I did, a, I did a video the other day, and I went up to the top of a mountain. Well, they say mountain. It's basically a big hill. But, hey, we need something to believe in over here. And I had full 3G signal, and it was bobbingly slow, even though I could see the mass down the road. <laughs> um, so that, that's my next video, by the way, Google Stadium on the iPad. So tuning to the YouTube channel for that one. I like yeah. the way Apple are doing this, but I can <clears> see... It's going to be, oh, Apple doesn't have confidence in 5G because the, the, the way that they're doing it is a very sort of stay on 4G and we'll save you a bit of battery. And if you need 5G, then we'll bump it up, get the download done. And there we are. Well, it's going to be a long time before an awful lot of people ever see 5G, Mark, isn't it? Oh, yeah. 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 5G uh, sounds great. It's a good uh, sales tool. You know, your phone has a five has five G, um, but you're limited to cities um, for it. The, the range is pretty poor. Um, as far as I understand, the, the signal doesn't go through walls. Well, you've got two. Uh, there's more than one five G. That's the problem. You've mm. got millimeter wave five G, and then you've got the um, something else six gigahertz yeah. or something. Yeah, the, I was just looking into this, and I ran out of time. Yeah, because you've got um, MM Wave, which is um, high data transfer, uh, but it's got very, very short range. So if you're close to a mast, it would use MM Wave, which is supposed to be more efficient. Uh, again, don't quote me on this, because I've only read one article. And then you've got the standard 5G, which uh, it's just, it's all to do with parts of the spectrum, he says, bailing out of this conversation. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um... Oh, who was it? I think it millimeter was... Millimeter wave spectrum, that's the one. Yes, it's the millimeter wave, and then you've got sub 6 gigahertz or something, um, which is more like 4G is it, plus. Isn't also a battery hog as well? Though? I yeah, don't which know. Is why, um, which is why Apple have gone down the route of we'll switch you between 4 and 5G. Well, and why not? Because, like I say, for many people, they're, never, they're not going to see 5G in a long, long time. No. I mean... When 4G came, uh, sorry, 3G, when 3G came, it was a long, long time before we got 3G out here in Suffolk. Once we got 3G and 4G came along, we they rolled out 4G here very quickly, but I'm assuming that 4G was just a, an evolution of 3 and, you know. Yeah, cause they, they would have had to uh, cable up from, uh, it's all to do with the fibre connection to the tower. So and probably, all that, it, yeah. Yeah, so it was already there. It's just a question of plop out. Well, a vast simplification is plop out one area or put in another. Yeah, basically. In fact, a vast oversimplification. So if you're a telecommunications engineer listening to this, please don't shout at us. 
<laughs> we're making a fast simplification but i'm pretty sure that's whereas five you know putting up 3g in the first place required you know actual infrastructure to be put down um and 5g the same um it's not just a case of taking as you say you know swapping out one transponder for another um i don't see 5g being rolled out as quickly as 4g not no. by a long shot I, I no think no no 5g is going to be cities and stuff in places like that. Maybe we might see some work on 4G because God knows I can't get any 4G round here. But uh-huh. then, but then what people forget is like, because I've done a review on my mobile internet and people go, oh, I've got five bars of signal and yet it's still really, really slow. And it's like, yes, because you might have five bars of signal, but depending on how many people are on that one, uh, that one mast, or what band they're that, that they're using, like I had the other day, five signals, couldn't get over 10 meg. Although I, I sort of think how ridiculous I'm saying it. He's like, well, I was out in a field, and all I could get on my device was 10 meg in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I assume I assume he is going to be the provider over here, but uh, anyway, look, I'm providing 5G. Yeah, um, EE, I think, have got the, they'll get the uh, exclusivity on, like, iPhone, the the iPhones when they come out, unless you buy it from Apple, is what it looks like to start off with. Because, mm. um, EE, I mean, here in the UK, EE is our biggest um, network provider. They have, well, which is partly because they've got so many mobile virtual network operators, 34 when I last counted. And, they, and they've got the tie-in with the um, the Apple bundles, haven't they? Virgin be the uh, possible possible five G. Uh, well, everyone uh, I know three is doing it, and everyone else is promising to do it. But because E have got the majority of the masks, they right. can claim they've got the biggest five G network. Actually, oh, E provides Virgin's service, doesn't it? Quite likely. Uh, Quite likely. I, I don't know for a fact. Anyway, it's certainly not going to sell the phone to me five G. Uh, no, no. Battery life is more more important to me. But it's like but this is the whole thing. For ages, they had this. You know, pe- people were going, "Well, oh, Apple haven't done a five G phone yet." You know, that's gonna that's gonna hurt them, really, because they they could wait another year and it wouldn't hurt them, really. But I well, I don't think so. Well, it might do in in America, maybe. I don't know, but over here, I yeah, in the UK. It would probably make no difference whether we have 5G this year, next year, or possibly even a year after, I'll be honest, unless you happen to live in I metropolitan so. London, you know. So you think we'll see a big sore come uh, on Tuesday? Interesting. Possible. I'll tell you why. Because we had uh, Big Sur Beta 8, and then a week later, Big Sur Beta 9. Which is pretty quick on the on the um you know the Mac OS betas. Haven't had one since then, and it's been I think a week. But I would say they're probably you know I've been running the Big Sur beta since the start. Um, and I know I don't do a huge amount of you know strenuous things, but I've had no real issues with it. Um, mm-hmm. I've I found it to be uh, pretty good. So um, you you run Catalina as well, don't you? I do run Catalina as well. I went, I was on Catalina, which mm. I didn't have terrible problems with. I, I I admit it was it was not the smoothest of releases, Catalina. Um, but I didn't have any you know massive issues with it. But um, compa- comparing Big Sur currently with Catalina, it's a big improvement for you. Once you get once you get used to the visual differences. Mm-hmm. Which are 
fairly extensive and things that you've been used to for years and years and years, like um, like the save, you know, uh, save dialogues and things like that would look completely different to how the Mac OS has displayed um, such, you know, such things for years and years, decades even. Um, but once you get used to that, um, I find it pretty slick. Um, you know, do you find any difference uh, with using your computer with Big Sur on it? Uh, is it better battery performance-wise? Is it better performance-wise in general? Um, it you know, it I mean, feels... I know there's, a, there's a visual difference between what you've used feels, before and what... I have to admit that it feels slicker, um, mm -hmm. snappier. Um, and I'm on the same model of Mac as you, Jim. You know, the 2013 mm. MacBook Pro 13-inch Retina. Um, mm -hmm. It it wasn't huge. It wasn't like I went onto the Big Sur beta and went, oh, this you know this feels way snappier, but it it definitely um, feels smoother, I think, mm -hmm. than Catalina. Um, so, what's the big feature would say to you upgrade to Big Sur? Um, I don't know. I can't say that there's any feature that makes me think, oh, I could, you know. Um, and when I switch that back means... to Catalina, I I go, ooh, ooh you know, ugh. It's just... Well, can you um, say that about any of the Mac releases in the last couple of years? Because I was actually thinking about doing a, a, a bit of an article on this, in so, in so much as what what can you remember now as being the killer feature from your last upgrade? Nothing. Well, it's, could, you know, it's very off. much like the iOS. You know, we're just getting... Mm. And, and as Nick said, you know, we, we're just getting drip, drip, drip. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, That's what uh, we asked for to some extent. <laughs> But then are we getting a drip, drip, drip in seeing any better stability? Because Mojave was okay. Catalina's having a lot of issues. And there's been some prominent developers that have gone, nope, I'm going back one. Um, Big Sur seems to, uh, from the articles that I've read, there's some inconsistencies in the menus. Like some of them have rounded corners, some of them don't. I know that's a very, very well, you, small thing. You're getting like an iOS 14. Some apps have uh, circular. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Course, some yeah. you look at some of the icons in in iOS fourteen. Some are plain. Others have got wee fancy borders around them, and there's a quite a difference between some of the apps. Mm. I mean, it, it, you, there's there's some of that, but uh, at the minute, you know, we're still on the beta. It's not a hundred percent finished. Um, mm -hmm. I occasionally see things like um, when I'm sending an email, um, the I get a thing where the, the, the text that says sending email is mashed into the title of the email in the send dialogue. I mean, it's, you know, these are, you know, last minute polishing things. And also, of course, you know, I use Thunderbird as my mail client and it's not yet been updated for Big Sur because Big Sur is... Mm not yet official so i don't i don't hold too much you know I, I, I don't get concerned about things like that i some you know if they seem like they need reporting i report them if they just look like you know a, a minor cosmetic glitch in thunderbird caused by big sur is not really an apple problem is it that, that just has to wait for thunderbird to be updated for big sur um so no i I just have not had any trouble really with uh, with Big Sur. It, it seems stable. It works. Uh, the only apps, as I say, that I have got that don't seem to want to play ball are um, 
the rogue amoeba apps, but that's you know that happens every every time. Um, we've talked about that before, and when Paul Kafarsis was on, he made it clear that he he only works on shipping out um, a new working version when uh, a new OS from Apple you know goes public. He doesn't worry no, about just... trying to get his apps working in the betas because often Apple do you know, make big changes during the beta, at least underneath, you know, not, not that I might notice, but things that people like Paul would go, oh, they've completely changed the way they're rooting the audio and now I've got to go back to the start and do it again. So, um, no, I've, I've been very pleased with it. I really have. Um, and what once do we you... think about the... Um, so do we think that Big Sur would be part of this um, presentation? Do you think that they'll go, right, we've done it... Or are they going to save it back for the alleged November event? Well, if if there is an, a November event releasing, you know, a, a new Apple Silicon machine, they're going to hold it for then, um, I would think. If an Apple Silicon machine is either a one more thing or is just, even if not actually released, is shown you know, and they'd show off its benchmarks and all the rest, then it it could. Um, well, the, the problem of putting Big Sur back is it puts the release date back even further for next year's operating system. Mm. Um, you're, you're cutting into... Development you know, time, yeah. yeah. Because we know, don't we, that, you know, they spend six months, They, you know, six months building the new OS and then the following six months bug fixing it and then they start, you know, on basically the heavy work on the next one. Yeah. Ordinarily you would have had the uh, the latest OS out by now. Yes. So September was usually the time they came out with um, Mac OS. Yeah. So, I mean, it could, it could be, it could come out. I don't know. Mm. I guess I would rather that the OS is released when they think it's ready rather than mm-hmm. being pushed out because they feel they need to get it out. I mean, <clears throat> we all know what happened with iOS 13 um, when they, <laughs> you know, started shipping it out because they needed to get iPhones out of China and so on. Um, and that's why iOS 13 had a really rocky start. Um, yep. So... I don't know. I'd rather they waited until it was fully baked, I'll be honest. Mm. I mean, there are always going to be bugs. Something always Catalina gets Catalina came through. out, it is about the right time of the year, because Catalina came out in October the 7th last year, and I believe Mojave, oh, am I looking at Mojave? Yeah, Mojave was about two weeks before, the year before, so I yeah. think mid-late September yeah, it would have been. So it wouldn't be surprised if we see it, and if it will get like a a bit of a glossary sort of update because they would have, we're not going to see any new features. I think we're going to see hopefully spitting polish and it's all going to be under the hood work. But then this feels like another under the hood. Work. I mean, actually, let's have a look here. So in Catalina, the main upgrades were Catalyst, driver kit, system extensions, gatekeeper, dedicated system volume. Okay, voice control. Uh, I haven't used that yet. I might use that this afternoon. Sidecar, that was good. And support for wireless controllers. 
iTunes got an update, Find My got an update, Reminders, um, and of course, it was the first time we were only 64-bit. Yes, but that's nearly all under the hood stuff, realistically. Yeah. So, so what we're looking at in Tuesday is uh, new iPhone 12s, Mini to Maxi, yep. um, 5G, new uh, screen technology, um, chi, chi charging of, of Apple's equivalent to it. Big Sur, an Apple folding phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in your a, dreams. A new, a, a new HomePod Mini. Oh, you, you are. So, you you oh. HomePod Mini. So you, you reckon there's going to be one more thing. I'm going how, to how say... About, how about an, iP- an, iP- um, again? an iPod? New iPod? Oh, yeah, because they did. Uh, I don't know. Is, is the time of the iPod done? Oh, I, I don't think so. I think they're still relevant. They've done away with the the smaller version, but they've still got the is it the touch that's still on the go? Yeah, they've still got the touch, but that's yeah. <clears throat> that hasn't had an update for several years, I don't think. I would um, buy a touch, uh, a modern day touch hmm. with a decent camera and uh, a decent screen. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's uh, <laughs> we've been talking and quite a long time now, chaps. And finally, let's do the let's do our one last thing. How long do we think the event is going to be? I'm going to go one hour fifty seven minutes fourteen seconds. One hour fifteen. <laughs> one hour fifteen. An hour and fifteen. Mm-hmm. Really? Well, to, let's show fi- how, uh, to show how what? Blimey! Your yeah, brain. Boom, 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 boom. That's it. Okay, Simon. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> one forty five. Ooh, hour and 45 oh, it's going to be interesting it's going to be interesting i think the only thing that will save me now is if they do some announcement of um of apple silicon and let's do i'll tell you what one final final one last thing will the mac silicon be a macbook air a macbook pro or a mac mini style computer macbook pro, MacBook pro. i'm gonna say the same even though i don't want it to be <laughs> I think it's going to be the MacBook Pro. That's normally where they, you know, show their... Or, a new, or, a, or the other option is a, a new MacBook Air uh, MacBook replacement mm. rather than the Pro version. Yeah, I mean, that is a possibility. We've talked about that before. I mean, there's a lot of rumours that the Air name is going to go away and there's just going to be the MacBook. I don't know. We really don't know, do we? Don't, but don't forget, Tim Cook said on the last presentation, the iPad can do, and I quote, everything. Mm-hmm. Well, doesn't make doesn't make the tea. He <laughs> said it does. He said it's like it's better than a laptop. Oh, no, no, I'm saving that for another show. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna do a week on where I'm just gonna ditch my Mac and say, right then, Tim, challenge accepted. Okay, so I'm just gonna skim over the. Some of the stories we've got here that we haven't even looked at because um, there's quite a lot. Research and you might as well get the credit for it. <laughs> um, the T2 chip has an unpatchable security flaw, claims researcher. Apparently, Apple's T2 security chip can be um, attacked using uh, Check Rain and Blackbird. Um, Several links in the show notes to that. I've got a note here from Dougie, our security expert. Uh, Thoughts on this after reading these articles is that this has been blown out of proportion and mostly they are click-bait headlines. If you're a high-value target, you might have an issue. But you need physical access to the device, and we all know what we say about that, don't we, chaps? If somebody's got your Mac... 
then um, all bets are off. You've got yeah, you've got bigger issues. Yeah, you have indeed. Um, so you need physical access to the device and enough time to brute force the user's password. The vulnerability is not persistent. So for a long-term attack, you would need multiple access to the device. A good, strong login password would protect most users, and if you have high-value data, it would be best to use a second encryption to protect this data. Use FileVault and then something like VeraCrypt to protect your sensitive data. Um, I think this will be used in stolen devices, as now there is a way to brute force the login, wipe the device, and resell. If you have high-value data, keep your device with you. There we go. That's from Dougie. Um, if you're interested in the T2 thing, but basically they're saying it can be attacked using the uh, iPhone jailbreak um, it's, technology. It's amazing how uh, careless people will be. Okay, we, do, we don't. We obviously don't go into cafes and pubs nowadays, as like we did before. But when when I was able to get into the pub or go to a cafe, it was amazing how many people would leave a, lap, a laptop open. Yeah, you know, switch switch on home and walk away to go and get a coffee or a pint. Yeah, amazing, isn't it? Yeah, pe- people are careless with their devices. Um. Right, Apple made Proton Mail add in-app purchases, even though it'd been free for years. Um, this is Andy uh, Yang from Proton Mail saying that uh, Apple strong-armed them into adding in-app purchases. Um, I've got a lot of respect they did for that Proton pay as well, didn't they? Yes. Well, <sighs> although I have a lot of respect for Dr. Andy Yang and um, Proton in general, I think he's slightly off beam here. Because Proton Mail is not purely free, is it? Um, uh, I thought yeah, that... you've got upgrades. There um, are paid paid tiers are available. Yeah. Um, yeah the... Now, yeah, it, it, you've got to pay, the pay for is... the. You've got to have the paid version to get the bridge to make the. Yeah, but mail, for, I think know, he's talking but... here for iOS. Uh, Proton Mail mm-hmm. for iOS. Um, I think Apple's problem here is that there are paid versions available and they were effectively kind of, they hinted that they were available and you had to go to ProtonMail's website to sign up. Now, in the past, Apple was let that ride in some cases. I, I don't think Apple have covered themselves in glory here. I'll say that. No, I mean... But I'm not the, quite the, the sure that, that Andy Yang's, uh, you know, description as a mafia-style shakedown is right either. Um, no. You know. To, to be fair to him, he's not the only company that's come out. No, he's not. He is not. Yeah. Um, and as I say, I don't think Apple are doing themselves any favours here. I don't. Mm. Um, I mean, the thing is, what what the big thing here is, is that so I can go on to Safari, I can access the, um, the service in a browser, free, no problems at all. But because I want to use an app, something which Apple is trying to get everyone to do is to use an app, then they're trying to monetize that. That that's well what they're saying, yeah. what Apple are saying is because there are paid tiers available, they should be in app purchases in the app. Um so that you know, if people sign up that way, they get their thirty percent. Um the trouble is that Apple have made it impossible for anybody to say um, we have paid tiers and we don't want to pay 30% to Apple, so go to our website and sign up. Uh, that's not allowed. Yeah, you can't make any reference to you know, to an external thing. No. Okay. So It's like, as I would I say, not be surprised. But then, I was going to say, I wouldn't be surprised is if you were to use 
Safari to view Netflix, if there wasn't some sneaky little API that just drained a bit more power and it wasn't so efficient, but then we're getting into the black hat. <laughs> There's tinfoil hat territory. Um, right, okay. okay. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know the craze for uh, for this, you know, using shortcuts to make customised home screens with all your own um, icons. Apparently, um, an icon set designer uh, made six figures in six days uh, selling an iOS 14 icon sets. Um, good for him. Um, there's a stupid, apparently a stupid conspiracy going around on Facebook and elsewhere that iOS 14 widgets can secretly steal your private info from your keyboard, which is, of course, a load of old tosh. Um, Apple apparently are going to extend Apple TV Plus free year trials to February 2021, which is... So, so, what, so we're not going to get a year's worth of free... So, but the question... Okay, so the question is, do we get a year's free if we buy a new device? I don't think it's... Oh, I think it's I, for current. I, I don't know if, that, if they're going to continue that, but those who have a free year trial, like me, <clears throat> our you. free trial is going to be extended from... Uh, I mean, I think mine's due to run out November the 2nd. Um, apparently, we should receive an email in the next few days telling us it's been extended out into February, um, which does kind of hint that maybe Apple's TV Plus retention at the end of the free trial isn't as good as they'd like, or some people are speculating that they're going to have a big push over that quote-unquote holiday period uh, and release a whole load of, you know, hopefully um, attractive new releases, which will, uh, you know, encourage people that it's worth paying a five for a month for. And um, the most important thing about this article is, have you two watched Ted Lasso yet? Yes, nope. I oh, have. Yes. Jim, oh. Jings, man. <laughs> it is very, it's very good. It's, it's not really appealing to me, but I mean, it's... I don't know. It's a weird one. It's football. It's basically. It's not about football. That's the that's the thing. <laughs> no. It's a bit. It's as much about football as Mythic yeah. Quest was actually about a games company. It's nothing. I'll to maybe do. give it a look. See. It, yeah, watch I'm a busy watching. They're only yeah, half I'm, an I'm hour busy long. Watching the the long read up or whatever it's called. The, I am going to start that this evening. Uh, I'm going. I'm no. going to cook a fat burning soup and watch a bit of that. Oh God, what's happened to my life? <laughs> Currently, there's nothing really in in um, TV Plus to actually keep me, you know, to make me actually subscribe. Well, that's that's the thing, isn't it? And um, yeah. you know, this is the, why some people are saying it's being extended to keep people uh, watching while mm. they either re release some, you know, new compelling content or until the bundle. Um, becomes available. Well, they probably had to extend it because they had to shut down during COVID, didn't they, too? Mm. So that's why we haven't seen, like, The Morning Show or Ted Lasso. I don't the, know. The best mm. way to describe Ted Lasso is a wholesome comedy. It's mm. very wholesome. It's, you know, it's, yeah, it's not necessarily... Um, I'll know, maybe give it a watch. We'll it's, it's worth a go. They're only half an yeah. hour apiece, and it's it's funny. It's funny. And and it's not really about football at all. That's, that's a, just the kind of hook they hang it on um what else uh, a terrible clickbait headline from the mac observer from whom i expect better apple's internal networks were hacked for three months um yes by a bunch of internal uh you know security researchers internal apple... auditors find weakness as in somebody did their job 
Yes, yes. As in, Apple paid some people to check out their internal systems and report on anything they found they didn't like, which they did. So, sorry, Mac Observer, and very sorry, Kelly, but that's a terrible headline, and I expect better from the Mac Observer. Um, judges denied the preliminary injunction to Epic and Fortnite uh, will remain banned from the App Store because the judge didn't like Epic's uh, case very much. Um, Apple are going to begin using retail stores as distribution centers to speed up new product deliveries. Um, that is, they will use them as local distribution hubs. Um, House Democrats have pushed Congress to break up big tech monopolies. Um, and as people who know about these things tweet all the time, um, and how are you going to do that so it actually works? Didn't really work when you did it to Microsoft. No likelihood that you'll do anything better this time. Um, Ars Technica had... Gone. A bit of late breaking news. Uh, apparently, uh, John Prosser has... Uh, well, there's an article I've just read there, that there's going to be AirPods... Um, hang on, where is it? AirPods Studio. There will be a sport edition well, that will that... sell for... <clears throat> $350. Yeah, well, that's basically the same as what you said in the other piece then, isn't it? Uh, I don't see, not that I go to the gym much, but I don't see people taking a 350 quid set of headphones to the gym when, <laughs> unless there's something special about them. No, 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 no. Microsoft thumbs its nose at Apple with a new app fairness policy. Um, I've read this. I've got two links to this, one from uh, Ars Technica, one from GeekWire. Microsoft have basically said that they will continue on Windows. They will continue to operate as they always have. Um, and that, you, you know, you can use the Microsoft Store or not. You can use whatever payment system you like and so on and so forth. Um, actually, my take on this is this is a load of BS. The Mac's no less open than Windows in that respect uh you can you know developers can put stuff in the mac app store or not they can sell from their websites they can use whatever payment systems they like so this is a, you know basically a crock um and especially so because microsoft does not include the xbox in this uh and we all know the xbox is a closed market same as ios and ms take their 30 percent just like everybody else does so um that's a bit of a you know a bit of a crock, to be honest, if you want my opinion on that one. Um, this is one that Jim liked. The UK mass surveillance regime is illegal, according to the EU court. So, um, yep, that's a, a link to IT Pro. Uh, the EU court has declared that things like the um, mass collection and retention of uh, your um you know your account details and such like not your account details per se but your browsing and so on by isps as uh, the government wanted to do is illegal and um doesn't comply with gdpr um oh there's a shocker yeah uh the fbi <coughs> have a warning saying wi-fi security is risks during the pandemic um, this is just a simple, uh, you know, the normal thing. If you're apparently people are um, taking to going to local hotels to, you know, work from home uh, rather than, you know, maybe be in the house with the kids and the barking dogs and the TV blaring and so on. Um, and the FBI warns, you know, you should make sure you use a good VPN and so on and so forth. A uh, simple little checklist of all the things we tell everybody all the time about public Wi-Fi. Um, don't use 
We don't use free Wi-Fi's, but uh, start again. So don't use free VPNs because you'll be getting recorded. Unless it's Proton. Unless it's Proton. <laughs> Who are now regularly coming top in best free mm. VPN uh, offerings. Um, a good quality VPN. A good, yes, use a good quality VPN. Um, for those who are interested, I saw today that I believe NordVPN have a sale on um, where you can get, I believe, a year's worth of NordVPN for something like $2.50 a month or something. <clears throat> anyway, it, it, cheap. They've got a sale on. If you don't have a VPN and want to, Nord is a respectable VPN, uh, they've got a sale on. Um, why? Uh, where are we? Sketchpad uh, 5.1, Draw, Create and Share is a free online drawing application for all ages. Create digital work artworks to share online. Uh, Donnie sent that one in. Um, chairman uh, of my mug sent this to me. Uh, this is a, a little uh, fun thing. Uh, link in the show. It's maps.nls.uk slash geo slash explore slash side by side. Um, it's a web app at the National Library of Scotland. Jim, good one for you. Uh, mostly based on the UK, but the idea is you uh, you want to do it on a reasonably big screen, by the way. It's no good trying to do it on your phone. Uh, a decent iPad or, um, you know, your, your iPad iMac or whatever, but basically you can choose um, two maps uh, and you can have, for example, a, a historical map. There's a whole load you can choose from and say the Bing hybrid satellite map and they're, they're side by side and tied together. So as you scroll um, along, say, the high street of your town, you can see, I don't know, say an 18th century map of uh, what it was like, you know, or a 1950s map or whatever. Whole load to choose from. Good fun. Uh, it's mostly the UK. There's a couple of world atlases, but obviously they're not fantastically detailed. But uh, it's it's a fascinating thing to go and have a look at. And uh, another quote from uh, Dougie here, um, Blacklight Tool. The Blacklight is an awesome tool. You can check a website without actually visiting. When you visit a site, even with an ad blocker, you do not know beforehand if this blocker can fully protect your browser and you may still leave a fingerprint or get tracked. Blacklight warns you of this up front. So there you go. And that's all of it. There we go. Right. So we'll right. do a wrap up, shall we? So, yeah, we've got the show to look forward to and we'll be back. When are we back on site? Are we back next week? I would say probably next Sunday. And we'll be able to do a full roundup, not just of what we predicted, but... Hopefully we'll be able to gather the news and we'll be able to discuss what other people are saying. That's what you do on the internet these days. It's been like some of the shows I watch. We, we can discuss the we can discuss the new folding up. Or... We will. Yes, <laughs> indeed. I, 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 I need a beer and I've got to cook food. So let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Okay, wrap it up, Mark. You can find me on the Twitter at Ocean Speed, and if you delve onto the front page of our website, EssentialApple.com, you will see a lovely link there to our YouTube channel. 
I've just done a couple of um, tenter impresses where I download games from the Apple Arcade score, store even, and I give them 10 minutes to impress. And I've just finished, well, I'm just working on Slash Quest. Not bad, but a bit ponderous. And if you'd like to find out more, and especially if you're interested in using mobile broadband at home, then pop over to there. And don't forget our Amazon affiliate link. If you're going to go and buy anything, use our Amazon affiliate link. It doesn't cost you anything more, but it does mean we get a very, very smart kick, small kickback to help support the show. Jolly good. Uh, Jim? Uh, just the usual in the Slack group. Um, on Flickr is the SRPS paint shop. Um, and on Vimeo as well, link in the show notes. And for anyone who's interested, we have a, a Flickr group for the Essential Apple uh, listeners. If you want to join, just go to the site and uh, click on the uh, request to get, a, get in. Um, yep. Uh, well, there's a link in the yep. show notes as well. You can send a link and mm. uh, Jim will send you an invitation. And uh, I, of course, can be found on the Twitter as at Serenak, and that's S-E-R-E-N-A-K. And uh, I think that's about it. Thank you to everybody who listens, all the usual. Uh, thank you for people who support us in all the usual ways. And uh, this is quite a long show, so I think we're just going to sign off. So um, until next week, we'll say goodbye. Goodbye. Cheerio. Ta-da. We've been taking a break from stocking the hardware store at Nemo's Hardware Store on Essential Apple. We've been going out for bike rides and hikes and walks in the beautiful southern Arizona weather. I'm not normally a fan of electrolyte drinks, so I was a little bit skeptical when we got an offer from SOS Active Electrolyte Drink Mix, 10-stick pack for $10, and they have different bargains and bundles and discounts, etc. And they also have a really nice water bottle for $7. These electrolyte drinks are very, very mild. You'll recall the two shows ago, I was raving about the Free Move Hydration Backpack. If you want something more zippy than plain water, but less grotesque than Gatorade or those other disgusting drinks you have to take before you get a colonoscopy, I would say try the SOS Active Electrolyte Drink Mix. 10-stick packet servings, $10, like I said. They have other bargains and ways to get this product, but it's worth a try. The thing I like the most about it is it's not sweet, it's not sticky, and it's very mild. You have to think twice that you're getting something other than just very lightly flavored water. But it's doing all the good stuff to keep you hydrated and to make sure that all your body chemistry is getting what it needs. So check out the SOSHydration.com for their electrolyte drink mix and for their nice water bottle. But mostly get outside, get some exercise, get some fresh air, enjoy it, get some liquid in you, move yourself around, hiking, walking, cycling, swimming, whatever you can do wherever you are to enjoy this beautiful weather during this difficult time that we are all going through. And then when you get home, you need to charge up your gear. So you get the Gear Power 60 watt USB C G A N charger from our friends at IO Gear. I-O-G-E-A-R dot com, I-O-Gear, $35 in the U.S. It's a smart charger, and they describe it straightforwardly. It's about one inch by an inch and a half by two inches. It's a little rectangular brick with a single pair of charging prongs to go into a North American AC outlet. And then on the back is the USB-C charging port. That's it. Compact, powerful, 
and you can use it with just about all of your USB-C devices that can be charged with up to 60 watts of USB-C power. So again, it's $35 in the US. It's called the Gear Power 60 watt charger, USB-C from iogear, I-O-G-E-A-R.com. When you go to the website, you've got the overview, the features, the specs, the diagram. You can see everything about this product at the iogear website. Brief segment today at Nemo's Hardware Store, but we do want to encourage you to keep all your gear charged up using a smart charger and to keep your body charged up with some good liquids, with some electrolytes from SOS Hydration. Back next week. You've been listening to the Essential Apple Podcast. And I'd like to say, if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar, where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show. Uh, Or even, if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club Podcast, the Geekiest Show Ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh... Bart Bouchotts and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I've forgotten. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcasts, and take a listen. Hi, my name is Dave Ginsberg. I'm the host of In Touch with iOS at InTouchWithiOS.com with my co-host Warren Sklar. We talk about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. We also have some great Apple guests from the Apple community that also talk to us uh, relating to any tips, any apps, any news of the day, anything that's going on with Apple. Please give us a listen. Our website is InTouchWithiOS.com. Another time. Until then, goodbye.